0: We're futurists. We love thinking about how space and the world and, and people and animals and everything interact and how that will happen in the future.
1: Hi. Hello. 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 And welcome to Architecting. Hey, Becca. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. Where were, where were we? We spent 10 days. Driving all over Norway, looking at architecture. Mm-hmm. Snowhead architecture. Yes. Yeah. So we, I feel like it was a big uh, push to get to that trip in late May. I, it, it's, it's a little weird. This, this episode that we're gonna, we're doing right now, uh, was recorded back in the beginning of March, so like <laughs> three months ago. So it, it feels it feels like a really long time ago and i apologize to our guests how long it took to get out but i, I like packed guests in before the trip and so i have this backlog of guests that i'm going to be releasing over the summer and then take time off this summer but good plan yeah yeah so who who are the guests today this was a really fun interview i really enjoyed speaking to these guests so we have stacy passmore and diane Lipowski. Co-founders of Super Bloom Landscape Architecture. Ooh, landscape. I know, yeah. I I, I want to branch out more. Uh, I just have so many people I want to interview, uh, and it's hard to branch out to everybody I want to. But these two, um, very very interesting, diverse backgrounds, uh, and just created this firm uh, le- about a year ago, um, but I've been been killing it uh hiring employees a fully woman woman firm made up of all women cool um and doing a lot of a lot of great work um i connected with them at a at a review at cu and um i really just love how they had this great desire to connect and engage with other designers and professionals Um, and they're they're fans of the podcast and it just had a good conversation talking through a a bunch of kind of design stuff um design stuff huh design stuff i'm interested you heard it here (laughs) This is late, late night before <laughs> before publishing this, coming back from a uh, vacation. Anyway, yep. So this is a good one. Check it out. Enjoy. Looking forward to it. Hey, we're happy to be sponsored by Modern in Denver Magazine. For over a decade, they've been crafting fantastically curated content on Colorado designers and projects spreading the gospel of good design within our region. And I love how the goal of Modern in Denver aligns with the
0: goal of this podcast, to better build up and connect the community of Colorado
2: designers. So go buy a copy of the magazine at your local bookstand, subscribe to their weekly email list, and follow them on Instagram. Check it out. We set up like um, armchair expert for you
1: Ooh, here. I like it. And it's like <laughs> a, just a nice even even wall back there. I would like some uh, like to see some of your your nice drawings or models or yeah. something back there, but you know we thought
2: about also between two ferns having mm. yeah we were definitely like considering
1: that one. <laughs> I was you know I was trying to think if there's some like architectural play on that that I could have done when I first started set up the podcast, but. I didn't, I didn't get, I do have, you see the I have like these fake plants oh, in yeah. here. They were almost,
2: oh, yeah.
1: you know, those like $3 Ikea ones, those plastic ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not oh. much is growing in this, uh, little, uh, two oh. foot by four foot room here. So
2: yeah. Is that where you do the podcast? Is it like mm-hmm. a closet?
1: This is my podcast studio and my, uh, uh, pantry and my coat closet. So, uh,
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a lot of people's workspaces during COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like squeeze, squeeze space out of everywhere. Um,
0: Are you able to hear us? Okay. We're trying out a new, um, we just got a
1: speaker phone this week. Oh,
0: unrelated fancy. to this, but
1: yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it sounds pretty good. Um, I had this, I had this nice fancy mic here Whoa. and yeah, it looks cool. Right. It broke two weeks ago on me and like, I feel like i'm i just haven't had time to like fix it in a lot and i've done this is the third interview now i've done that i've had to use these guys oh. and like you know you i only think about it 10 minutes before i do an interview and
2: so. <laughs> well we did have this idea we were like oh we should see if adam would like do the interview outside and we could mm. have some sort of like experimental like soundscape uh, experience where we all learn how to record the sounds of the environment, but then I, I threw down, <laughs> like, but it's going to be so hard to hear us talking. We figured out too, we probably have to like buy you a quick or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, like it sounds like a great idea. And then the whole episode just sounds like wind just flowing <laughs> yeah, exactly. in. Yeah. Well, I, this an is an amazing podcast. I, I promise you just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just believe me. Uh, yeah, I know, you know that's the other thing eventually i want to do more live live things and like come to people's offices and stuff but i can't even fix the microphone i have much less like buy a, buy a new one but i
0: think they're gonna have to come to you like you're gonna have to have a little mm. like face i mm. could
1: i could fit yeah you guys both want to try to come in this room we can get, <laughs> get we can get, get to know each other like really little, well like a little
0: granny unit over mm. a garage or something
1: Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I do. You know, I have a tree house in the back. Uh, we cool. could do the nature thing and the, the podcast studio. Okay. And
2: well, we rent space in a church and they mm. have, um, it's like this old education building that, mm. you know, they used to have a lot of um, classes, I guess, maybe even a school. So they love renting to like creative artsy people. They probably mm. have a little studio or closet you could, could use.
1: Yeah could could double the size of this closet uh.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah what so what kind of space are you guys in
0: we like stacy said we're in this inclusive church on lincoln and ellsworth and it's sort of a former i think it's the former school that they had here so they have a bunch of um artists photographer a couple photographers hair uh stylist barber barber um, and us. we share a space with Shape Architecture Studio.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. You know, when I was doing my uh, my internet stalking on you guys, yeah, I ran across that, and I was interested to. I see you even like share one employee. It looks like we uh, do. Wow, that's good stalking.
2: That is a very recent happening.
1: Yeah. Mm. This. That's Kelsey exciting. is an amazing wizard. <laughs> yeah, that seems she's she's an office manager or all around studio, wizards yeah,
0: studio manager.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nice. So yeah. Tell me about, well, okay. So are you, um, you, you say you do share a space with shape or yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so how did, how did you guys come together with, with them? I think they're, they're an interesting firmware. I haven't had, uh, any contact with, but I've, I've stocked them too, multiple times. <laughs> uh, and so they're on the list, but yeah, I'm, um, They're a motley crew of beautiful people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Steve, Steven is my husband and uh, he was uh, here in our now shared office space by himself during the pandemic. And then when Diane and I, and he has a partner, Morgan, who actually started shape um, several years ago, maybe like five or six years ago, but Morgan lives in Leadville anyway. But um, when Steve was here alone during the pandemic and Diane started at Superbloom, he was like, why don't you guys come and share this like giant empty space with me? And, you know, because we were working at home and wanted a place that we could meet together. And at at the time, it was just Steve and maybe one other person. Mm -hmm. And then both of our practices have grown quite a bit in the last year so. I actually just showed Helen
0: a photo of what it looked like in March of last year. And it was literally Steve's two desks and our two desks in an empty room. And now we have like all this. (laughs) Now we have like some conference conference rooms. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It seems like you guys are exploding. You're super blooming over there. Just growing (laughs) a lot. Yeah.
0: I I told Morgan, uh, Morgan, the other principal, I was like, "All right, Stacy and Steve are here. So what really needs to happen is we can't hate each other."
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're actually working with them on at least one project. The we're working on this 1881 farm park, um, which it was like really a natural teaming because this project is. Um, well, the context is this whole community is going to be net zero, and they're setting all these like super stringent sustainability guidelines for the, the neighborhood, um, but then that ethos is really important to this farm park, which is all about agriculture and the kind of future of agriculture, um, so we really wanted to work with architects who were also kind of embracing this idea of like resource efficiency and high-performance buildings and... So yeah, Yeah. it seems like a
1: really interesting project. I was looking at that a little bit. Um, Yeah, so what's the sort of program or like what's the, how did it get started, that project?
0: So we were asked to participate in a design competition by a former client um, and they basically said, you know, we've got, we've, purchased this former um, ranch property out by the airport in Aurora. And it's about 840 acres, but, you know, there's a homestead, a centennial homestead on it. And we want to turn that part into a park and sort of be the locus, the sort of epicenter of the development that kind of expresses the sustainability ethos they really want to make be the kind of main portion of the community and so yes Stacy and I worked on this design competition and Helen was here with us at that time and um, yeah we won the competition and um, so yeah we've been working through kind of a second round of concept design which we finished basically you know, we put forth a concept that was like, you know, we want to celebrate the past of the, the history of the site, but really look to the future of agriculture and how, you know, growing food in a hotter, drier land, kind of, you know, considering climate change and, and the development of the community, how can we really kind of merge those two things into a really cool park experience and productive uh, landscape? And so we partnered with Shape on the architecture um, and then worked through a kind of concept refinement after the proposal to, you know, kind of suss out what the client wants to do. It's sort of a hybrid of we gave them two options and now we're in SD. Yeah.
1: And that's really interesting. I mean, it seems sort of like a dream project in a lot of ways. And you guys, like I, like I was joking around with how, how much you've grown, but it, it's really impressive of how much you've grown in like getting that project right right away, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So I'm going to make you uh, uh, answer this awkward question of of who are (laughs) you first, and then we'll figure out how you got to this, this super bloom point.
2: Okay. Okay. So So who are you? Yeah. So I like,
1: I like to just (laughs) throw it out there and then just let this awkwardness settle and see which person answers first, or if you answer together or It's true. It's It's harder
2: when it's two people. mm -hmm. Well, actually, we're learning this more and more. The world of architecture and design is really set up for like a single kind of like more um, singular leader. But um, Mm. we're navigating that. But um, who are we? I mean, I think ultimately one thing that like really brings Diane and I together is that we are kind of intensely curious people. Um, maybe to a fault, which like drove us to, <laughs> to be so curious, we had to like become entrepreneurs in addition to being designers.
0: <laughs> I think, um, I, well, I think to piggyback off that, I think, you know, we're like, we're futurists. We love thinking about how, uh, how space and the world and, and people and animals and everything interact and how that will happen in the future. Um, You know, we're really interested in deep research. Um, We can probably get into that more for that farm park, but I think, you know, how does the past connect to the future and all of the different facets, geology, culture, politics?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're really obsessed with design, but we're really interested in process too, like what that design process is like. Whether it's a good process that is kind to people um, or we're a
1: dynamic duo. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, as part part of my uh, also internet stalking, uh, I don't know if I've had to push the like load more on LinkedIn as much as for you guys because you have so much so much different experience and education <laughs> and you can kind of just keep scrolling uh, so in a, in a pretty impressive way where you guys have a lot of experience and kind of education and then then somehow find each other so uh diane where where did you where did you grow up what did you kind of grow up around
0: i grew up on the maryland side of dc hmm. um i Well, actually, we were talking about this a lot this week for some reason. I think that I cut my teeth unwittingly on design by, you know, my high school experience was taking the metro downtown and going to the free art museums or the free sculpture park or, you know, like all these really cool cultural experiences that are uniquely free in D.C. Yeah. Um, So I, yeah, I grew up in DC and then I, um, decided very cavalierly that I wanted to be a film director. So I went all the way across the country to LA to study film at USC. And then, um, I kind of, after I graduated, I was like, this is great, but like, I want, what about real life? Like, I want to tell stories in real life. Um, and I kind of simultaneously started volunteering for this, um, tree planting organization in LA called tree people. And they do a lot of, um, you know, planting in low income neighborhoods and schools and things like that. And, and I was working at USC just to kind of figure out what to do, going to architecture lectures. And someone took me aside and was like, have you heard of landscape architecture? I feel like it kind of merges all your things. And it's like, Oh, this does seem really cool. That's my
1: D.C.L.A. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm, I mean, that's really interesting. Uh, my my mom grew up in Washington, D.C., and uh, mm-hmm. my grandparents were there. And so we would we would always go there every summer. Um, and, you know, I grew up in like a really small town in Kansas. And so then okay. going to D.C. and oh, wow. and like, you know, I hadn't thought about it much lately, but but just how how dominated that city is by landscape and by, you know, planning and, and like the civic realm. Yeah, uh,
2: you did a studio didn't you? Yeah, I did in grad school um
1: Gary
0: Hildebrand uh, taught a studio on the national mall which mm. was really cool because it was like coming home but it but it's a really you know important landmark for the country
1: mm. right but just but just in the way you you really feel dominated by the space I feel like you know like uh, obviously architecturally with with sort of monuments that kind of impose on you but but yeah just just even the space of the mall right uh you don't often see such a large sort of green boulevard or or or, you know yeah space uh and that 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 mixing of like storytelling and and civic space uh is interesting how it wove its way back into you maybe but yeah so, so yeah. Then, Stacy, what about you? Where did you grow up?
2: Um, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, um, which
1: also good also, museums. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that is true. Actually, there are some amazing museums in Texas, mm-hmm. not just Dallas. Um, and amazing architecture. It's actually really interesting. I would say, like opposite to Diane. Yeah, I mean, Dallas is very suburban, in spite of its like incredible architecture in limited locations um, you know, yeah, it's like totally car oriented. It's very, ice. it was an isolating place to grow up in that sense. Um, and so I just really wanted to go out and be in like a place that you could kind of walk around and take the subway. So I went to college in New York city, much to the chagrin of my parents, (laughs) um, just to kind of, yeah, I was very interested in like, um, Arcosanti and these kind of like mm-hmm. utopian models for urban development and like density. Yeah, so I went to New York City.
1: How did that interest come up? Like how did Arcosanti come to you in high school or whenever? Yeah,
2: that's a good question. I mean, I don't know, I kind of was like interested in utopian like books that were about utopia. Um, and so I think, just by way of that, I kind of like. There's always this kind of element of the environment to a lot of those like utopian mm-hmm. stories, and um, or dystopian stories, depending on which one you're reading. But um, <laughs> I mean, I think what's compelling about things like the, the archeologies, you know, they're like preserving all this land, this like landscape, and creating this like really interesting social exper- experiment, but.
1: Yeah, where it's like total control of landscape and architecture and environment. It's yeah, like
2: and the farms are close to the city and it's like this whole system.
1: Everyone's just there making bells, being happy, just <laughs> life is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so anyway, so you moved to New York. And yeah,
2: so I went to go, uh, undergrad there. I moved to Telluride, Colorado, um, directly after college and worked for an architect, which is where I met Steve, my husband. And
1: that's not quite an obvious uh, transition. (laughs) What happened there?
2: Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a, you're skipping things. Thing. I know. Yeah. 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 Sorry.
1: My neck hurts a little bit. Yeah. Um,
2: well, I'm also a very good skier actually. Ah. <laughs> um, weirdly. Well, well, one of
1: these Texas, like Texans, like, Texans coming yeah, up to Colorado. Yeah. So I and, up yeah. Up to
2: Texas, the Texans to ski. So like weirdly, my parents were like, Stacy, just get a job. Like you graduated college, just get a job. It doesn't matter what kind of job you get. They were like, you know how to ski. Maybe you could be a ski instructor. Um, and like the same day, actually, I was talking to a friend and she was like, oh, I just moved to Telluride. We have a, an empty, ho- a empty room and a house you could rent. Like, why don't you just move here? You could be a ski instructor. Um, so I was like, OK, hmm. sure. Why not? Um, so I was a ski instructor. And then I, after that, worked for an architect there for about five years and Got really interested in actually urban planning. I was doing a lot of work there coordinating design review approvals with the Historic and Architectural Review Commission, which is very intense and very complicated. And I was really interested in it. So decided to go for a master's in urban planning, community and regional planning. Hmm. Um, so I moved to Vancouver where I did the program at UBC and I chose that program because kind of I wanted to go to like the most progressive program out there for for planning and one that really embraced like the democratization of planning and kind of like the social experiment of it. Hmm. Um, And it felt to me at the time like Canada kind of was on the forefront of some of these these practices, like in real life, you know, and like when you're studying the place that you live is really important, especially if it's like. Planning. You know, you're really, like, using the city around you um,
1: as a kind of test case. What, what was your undergrad in, degree in?
2: Um, it was more or less, like, urban studies.
1: Urban studies. Yeah. Sorry, there's a yeah. mailman. There's a mailman here. Uh, wow. <laughs> he's, he's super tough as long as there's, a, like, a door between him and the mailman. Uh, I have to... He likes to scratch on doors, so I have to put bubble wrap on the outside of this door so oh, that right. he doesn't, he's afraid right. of the door right now. So it keeps him away a little bit, but, um, <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, the regional planning, uh, you, you want to go somewhere progressive and, 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 different. Do you get that there in, That's in right. grad school? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so you, you graduate from there and now what's your next sort of jump?
2: Um, so then I, I was offered an internship that turned into a job in West Africa and Mm. I moved to Ghana and lived in Ghana and then also Nigeria for about two years working Mm. on this like community led development project there. Um, I was working for a foundation that was based in Ghana. Mm. Um, And while I was there, I was working really closely with this amazing architect, D.K. Osi and he had actually gone to the GSD, um, and he was, like, talking about ecological urbanism, and we were, like, designing this whole community, and the urban design, it was all around, like, the landscape. The landscape was, like, driving um, every part of the project for a lot of reasons, but so I just got all this exposure to kind of like landscape design. It was like designing landscapes, like building and designing farms, fish farms. Everything like flooded several times of the year, and so um, I kind of like drank the Kool Aid, <laughs> I guess. And in, <laughs> in, in, in Ghana. <laughs> drank you, the fish. Yeah, this, yeah. I was in Nigeria. Oh, the But yeah. it, the foundation was based in Ghana at first. Yeah.
1: Huh. So for two years. Wow. Interesting. Um, Hmm. I've, I've uh, gotten have I've gone to go to West Africa twice and did a project down there, a little master plan one time in uh, in uh, Liberia, and then oh, cool. went, went back to Gabon again. Um, but but two years that's that's a good long time. Um, so was your was your husband with you all those steps or?
2: Um, no, he was in graduate school most of the time. Um, and then he actually did end up, well, I was going to leave and go back to the U S and my boss bosses were like, why? I was like, Oh, my, we, I don't think we were not married at the time. Um, I was like, Oh, well, my boyfriend lives in New York and I want to go home and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, well, what does he do? And I was like, oh, he's an architect. And they were like, great. We'll give him a job. Yeah. So <laughs> He actually came and was out there for some
1: period of time as well before Hmm. we moved back. Nice. Well, you know, we were talking about the downside of, of having a firm led by two people. One of them is sometimes one person talks to, doesn't talk enough in in, in the podcast or gets skipped. So Diane, back to you. Uh, (laughs) uh, So you're, 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 you're thinking you want to get into a, a landscape architecture and yep. and how do you how do you end up also end up at the, the, the school of the north as as we call it?
0: Cool. Oh, is that what they call it? That's,
1: that's what that's what they called it at Yale. I, I, f- I feel like it was meant to be like a put down, but I didn't. <laughs> I feel like you could do a lot better as Just a like put down. Like the wicked
2: witch of the west. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I well okay. So I was working at USC doing. Um, Admissions and for the for the honors program and I was also an academic advisor So I suppose I fancied myself fairly good at reading between the lines of applications Mm. So I applied to a bunch of programs one of which was Harvard and I Yeah, I I ended up, you know, I I don't know. I guess I didn't have in my mind that I had to go to a certain place, but visited a couple different schools. And certainly the GSD had a lot of really cool people and um, kind of engaging professors. And so my now husband and I moved from L.A. there. and did the three? I did the three-year program there because I didn't have any, any background in it other than interest. Um, so I, yeah, I went to the GSD for three years. Had a lot of. Um, I'm sure you can, you know, relate to having the like crew of people that you met there that will be your people forever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I worked at a firm in the area called Crosby Schlesinger Smallridge for a few years. I graduated like right after the recession. So it was, you know, amazing time Mm -hmm. for all. Um, but I found work with this really nice regional landscape architect, CSS, um, that I keep in touch with still they're amazing it's actually a woman uh owned practice as well
2: um we also collect mentors and yeah collect, collect mentors like there's, like there's people that really like offered to talk to us about starting a business and they gave us some really amazing and generous advice. Yeah, they're
0: retiring now and so they were kind of like giving us the parting words. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I worked there for like three and a half years and did a lot of like public parks, trails, sort of focused mostly in Massachusetts and New England. Um, And my husband and I were just like, we really want to go back west. My husband's from South Dakota. I'm from DC. I was like, let's go back to California. He says, no, 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 This is too, too warm,
1: too warm. Mm-hmm. Colorado is the perfect compromise. Mm-hmm. You can be in the shade or you can be in the sun. You can get, be you get warm or cold. Yeah. You can ski or you can hike. Like so many options. Exactly. Well, that, I mean, that's really interesting that, um, you know, you guys, of course, went went to the same graduate school, but a few years apart, right? Mm-hmm. And so,
2: 10 years apart, right? I graduated in twenty ten. You,
1: you don't need to like put dates to it if you don't want to, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but the interesting thing is that, yeah, Stacy, you know, you you came to the GSD with with design degrees, right? Like like planning degrees, and and Diane, you didn't. So, what was your two kind of experiences of grad school of? For, for you, Diana, of what, what surprised you maybe with the school and what was the, the mm-hmm. biggest thing you kind of came away with?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I suppose the thing that surprised me the most upon arrival was how little sleep one was expected mm-hmm. to get, right. <laughs> which is hard to function on. Um, I, Well, there were a couple unexpected things. One was I just had no idea. I mean, I went to USC film school, so it's not like that was a joke of a program. Right,
1: yeah.
0: It was not in the same way. Um, How do I say this? You know, I mean, people were just up all night long
1: Mm -hmm. for
0: days on end. And there's, you know, kind of an expectation that you do that, at least at the beginning. I think everybody's trying to figure out what, what it is to be here and what are, what's, what's the expectation here. Um, I would also say that my class in particular of landscape architecture colleagues were all amazing, like really nice and not competitive people, which was something that many professors remarked to us hmm. that was unusual to see, um, how kind of tight knit we were with each other. Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, it was hard, like, to go from having no design training to to do that. You know, I think by the second year or so, we sort of start to get into a rhythm because now you've like learned, okay, what's a plan and what's a section? Right. and. Um, I forget what the second part of your question yeah. was.
1: Well, and then, and then Stacy, for you, what was it like coming there, you know,
2: Yeah, I think for me, like, because it was, like, a mid-career change, like, I'd been working as a city planner for the New York City Planning Department Mm. for about five years also, so I, and it was, like, this agonizing kind of decision about whether I would go back and get, this This was, like, my second master's degree, um, which has, like, huge implications, right? Like, I had a career, I was, like, doing fine, Um, so I, like, really had to choose it, it was, like, a really big decision that I made to like, be there. So I think that, um, and cause I like, I had maybe more experience and exposure to the field generally, like having worked for architects and worked in the design field and like so many worked around a lot of people that had those backgrounds. I like was really choosing design. Um, so You know, I I had a one-year-old when I went through the program, so, like, I also had to really, like, make a lot of choices about, like, time management, and I think that actually maybe helped me in a way, you know, because, like, I wasn't able to really, like, stay there all night, and, like, (laughs) I had to, like, really prioritize my time, and maybe I had a little more, I was, like, in my 30s, so I had, like, a little more experience or, like, work experience in that way.
1: Yeah. And then yeah that, that second part of the question was was sort of like uh what was the biggest thing you came away with or maybe who mm-hmm. influenced you most while were you there sort of idea or theory wise yeah Um
0: I well something that I took away from the GSD that I think is true of most if not all of the people i meet that went to the gsd is they really know like you are really trained to talk about your design and kind of persuade people that this you know to think critically about your design and then you know really impassioned discussions about it and then convey your ideas in you know, public for setting or with a client. You know, really strong storytellers. Really, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the the level of design thinking and critique and challenge is is hard at the beginning, especially for someone who doesn't have design training. But it's sort of like in hindsight, you're like, oh, that was so hard, but I I did it, and I can. I can tackle other things now. You know, it kind of gives you this sense of of um, like I did quite a challenge
2: grit, grit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I survived. Angela for, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And Stacey, what about you?
2: Um, I think yeah, I, I agree with what Diane said. I think also there's like a really strong sense of community, um, that I feel, and just like support generally um that I felt there and I still like that I feel like we take now even to like as we've been starting Super Bloom and kind of the network of just really generous people who have that we know through through that program and who have been willing to kind of give us advice and um talk us through like hard decisions or, you know, things like that. That's been, that's been like tremendous.
1: Yeah. And so, so you guys ended up finding each other at Civitas. Is that, is that what happened? You you both somehow made it, made it there. Uh,
2: I
0: yeah I met Mark Johnson at a coffee shop in New York City. Do you
2: know what's funny about that? I also met Mark Johnson at a coffee shop in New York City, and we found out it the same. It was one. the same, like completely random. Six years apart. Six years apart. The same coffee I, I, shop.
1: I heard he doesn't even work. He just hangs out in that coffee shop all day. That's what that's what I hear. <laughs> that's
2: yeah. definitely not true. <laughs> he is <laughs> like in the office <laughs> every single day, <laughs> except
1: for those two days that you except both those met. Two days. A, right, <laughs> that's where he finds his best employee. yeah so that's that's really funny so he's really good in coffee shops yeah
0: really good in coffee shops well i mean mark johnson is really like charismatic um person in general but when you hear him talk about landscape you're like yes i want to do that (laughs) let's let's move to denver I, i i yeah i met him at a coffee shop in new york and like Four weeks later was packing on my one-year-old and my husband to Denver um, and I worked there for about six years before I think Stacy came on and it was like the puzzle piece that was missing that I didn't know about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stacy well I mean... How do both of you guys get a job bumping into a guy at a coffee shop? What, no, no, what did, he, what did he, he say to you? To uh, oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I thought it was literally like, uh, like, oh, excuse me, sir, I'm, I need to pass by, and he said, "Have you heard about landscape architecture in Colorado?" No,
2: no, uh, no, no we like separately. I think. Okay. That down makes down more down. sense. And yeah. It just happened to be. I guess it was his neighborhood coffee shop, maybe.
1: but <laughs> Okay. So then what did you, I mean, I'm really interested with Civitas and I, I haven't had any, any contact with them, but, um, what, what was that experience like in that sort of, uh, environment? What do they do well?
2: Hmm. I mean, Civitas is hands down one of the best landscape architecture firms in the country. Um, and they really seek out challenging projects, which I think was exciting mm-hmm. for us. And like, just great, great experience. You know, they, they, they like complicated projects that require a lot of like synthesis, you know, like bringing together a lot of different programmatic, maybe like conflicts or just mm-hmm. opportunities to kind of like solve problems, I think is how they might say it. I mean, we can't speak for them, but.
1: Yeah, but at least of what you what you gained from there. Right. I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, they they, like Stacy said, they're
0: really um, involved in the kind of early planning or urban design portion of things. They're really unafraid of tackling things with political challenge um, that might take years to solve. But they take that you know i think a lot of firms kind of specialize either in that or like high design with refined detail and i think they do both really well um so for me at least being there for eight years was long enough to see through some projects that went from that early phase to the built phase and so it was a really good experience for me to kind of all of those phases and kind of soak up some of that knowledge and, and participate in it. Hmm.
1: And so you're, you're there for, you're there for six years and then this, this missing puzzle piece walks in the door one day. And what was that experience of, of, of saying, okay, let's, let's start a firm together. How did that come about?
2: Well, I mean, we worked on a few projects together and that was really, Great, we worked really well together. But I think we started maybe hanging like we went camping together. Our families went camping together, and I think that was like when we really like started talking about it maybe seriously. I
0: mean, you know, sitting
2: over a campfire <laughs> with a beer or a hot
0: cup of something is like then mm-hmm. you start really talking about things. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, one of the things that was interesting to us, like at Civitas, we were working on projects all over the country, you know, and um, that was really, really cool. It was great. But then I think we also were like, oh, we'd like to work on projects kind of more regionally, too. We really love the West and we're really interested in a lot of the issues that we're confronted with here today and in the future with like water shortages and loss of biodiversity and kind of the rapid growth of cities and just not just cities now, like Colorado too. The entire Intermountain West is like growing so rapidly. Um, so I think we're just, yeah, like kind of intrigued by this idea of maybe, um, yeah, working more regionally and kind of building that community around us as well with kind of we being the ones going and meeting
0: people in a coffee
1: shop. <laughs> Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so so there's a pandemic going on, and you say, "All right, let's do it. Let's start this this from when <laughs> We did, yeah, started about 9 start, months ago we decided or
2: decided before the pandemic happened and then um We, we
0: delayed a little bit because yeah. of the pandemic because now fast forward to now, we both have two kids and I don't know if you have kids but kids during the pandemic is like a whole other beast <laughs> yeah. of a design uh, challenge how old are
1: your kids now i've got i've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old
2: mine mm-hmm. are ten and seven.
1: Oh, okay i have
2: two
1: and six two and yeah yeah
0: yeah i mean i feel like uh, we're all like who likes the pandemic no
2: one um But yeah, I mean, once you go down that path, I mean, like we said, we're like maybe curious to a fault. We were like, well, what would this be like? You know, like we've got to try it. I mean, let's say like for better or worse, I would say like a lot of these graduate schools, maybe yours as well. Like they kind of encourage leadership, which is great. Um, And I think that also lends itself to like a certain interest in entrepreneurship or kind of also this idea of like designing your own practice and
0: that is a really fun part of it that i wasn't even totally sure how fun it would be but yeah i the pandemic thing i think yeah we delayed a little bit mostly because of the school situation but at some point i don't know if it was Mary, but we were just like We've got to do it. We've got to do yeah. it now. We've got to just like cut <laughs> yeah, the cord, rip the band-aid, right. break out. Hopefully,
1: so was it, was, yeah. So was there a project that came first, or did you hang the shingle first and say, okay?
2: Mm-mm. We didn't really go. have any projects. I mean, we had um, like relationships with an arch- a couple architects that indicated they might be interested in working with us. Um,
1: One that you live with. Actually, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have some relationship with some architects. Yeah, well, so actually, do I. No. I'm married to I one too. Yeah.
2: Remember so, when we started? It was just two. Oh, that's so, true. That little empty room. The main right. thing was like actually the architect I used to work for in Telluride. Um, hmm. So he was kind of like, oh, there really aren't that many architect landscape architects out here, you know? we love we always need like landscape partners to get involved early on in the process. Um,
1: Who's that architect?
2: Love- His name's Tommy Hine. Oh, okay. Does a lot of residential projects down there. Um, So we were like, well, maybe we could start off with, you know, residential work in the mountains and just see what happens. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, some people were like, oh my gosh, that's so, whoa, oh my God, you guys are kind of, whoa that's interesting. Wow. And then other people were like, Oh, this is the best time to start a business. Really good idea guys. You know, like I think people had really different reactions to it.
1: Right. You know, yeah. I've, I've interviewed so many people on here and I always try to ask that question, you know, of like how it, how it started. And like, you know, there's some <laughs> people that say, no, you have to have a project. And some people said, I haven't had a pro- I didn't have a project for 300 days. And you know, mm-hmm. but.
2: Well, I think we wanted to start and spend time like making a website, like defining right, our yeah. marketing the mission and, and, our and mission. And, and like, we wanted to spend time cause you can't do that when you're working somewhere else. I yeah, mean, exactly. we, um, like, I don't even think we had a name maybe when we, when we left. Um, yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. Okay. We maybe had a name.
1: I, I love, I love that name. <laughs> you know, f- finding a name like for our firm, it's, it took us, I don't know, two, two or three years, it feels like, and just hundreds of options. But so what was that like for you guys? It seems like such a perfect oh. name. Did it come right away? Did it
2: oh, over God, a campfire
1: I with the whiskey and like, No,
2: uh, we were just like listing names, names, oh, names, names terrible funny. names. And then, I don't know like we just I don't remember I I think well we I'm sure you did
0: something similar but we had some sort of like running document with like Mm -hmm. a bazillion names and I think you put super bloom down and I was like that's it.
2: I think one but day I then you second like
0: thought the of it. You were like, no, oh, I don't know. I don't, and I was like, no, no, no. That's true. I think That's one it. day
2: I just like heard the name somewhere. I was like, added it to the list. And you were like, where did that name come from? I was like, that is it, what? right there. It's everything.
0: It's the West. It's about you know nurturing, design from the ground up. Mm. And we kind of we like lightly shopped it to friends. Like, what what's your what's your take on this name? And the majority of people were like. Yeah, that's
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I think we really love the metaphor of it for design. Um, this kind of practice of laying the groundwork, you know, sort of like this latent potential inside the soil to create kind of something spectacular, but like in this almost indirect way, you know.
0: And we had, yeah, and, and our logo, um, one of my good friends is a graphic designer and we were telling her our story of how we came up with the name and the latent potential of design and she comes up with that beautiful like it's just so simple it's yeah. that line yeah.
1: with
0: the super bloom really cool. monitor yeah. i love
1: it yeah, yeah. so what uh, excuse my ignorance here but what's a super bloom
0: super bloom is this kind of rare phenomenon and typically in the american west where it's just the perfect Ground conditions have been laid with seed in the ground, moisture. moisture. It's when it's when you have the perfect kind of seed conditions, soil conditions, and then you get intense rains in the west, in the arid west, that you suddenly have this wild bloom. It's mm. a super bloom of uh, flowers. Like I think sometimes people will flock to the ones in California. They don't happen very often. Um, yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's perfect. Stacy, you're a genius. Uh, <laughs> Lucky. So, but you know, it, it's super interesting to me. So, so how many, how many employees do you have right now? How many people are work?
2: Including ourselves. We're six. So we have four. Six.
1: Yeah. I mean that, that in itself, you know, I, I've had a firm for I think like six months and I, that step of hiring a first person seems so far away or so difficult. And you guys are just like, going like crazy. What, what was that like saying that first time of saying, okay, we need, we need somebody else. And when did it come about? Well,
2: yeah, I mean, we, we definitely thought it would be the two of us. I mean, we were for sure like, wow, we even have enough work for the two of us. Um, but was it the 1881 project?
0: Well, we, we had probably in April hired some contract freelancers, um, to, Sort of help with a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and um, yeah, we got we got 1881
2: by June. Yeah, I mean we yeah we had this sort of like steady st- stream of like Telluride projects. We got a. P- a trio of pocket parks in Englewood mm-hmm. um, through um, this really cool developer that Diane met through the planning and zoning. Yeah, on um, the planning board in Englewood. And then, oh, the other thing that was like a, pro- a big project was when we were at Civitas, we were working on the Wild Bear Nature Center um, with ARC 11 and mm-hmm. Civitas. And I guess in like March, Civitas, or they called us and they were like, Client really wants to keep like the team together. Um, would you guys consider like staying involved? Because that you know it's like a nonprofit, and there's a lot of like passion and knowledge that kind of went into those concepts, and just like it's a, just an amazing like passionate group of people working on that project. So we were like, absolutely, you know, we'd love to to do that. Um,
1: <laughs> okay,
2: <and that's>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So that was like a bigger project that came to us. So we're still working with Civitas and Mark 11, both on that project, which is great. And then we got,
0: we got got a park in Castle Rock through a former client. Um, But sort of all of these things, you know, as they pile up together with (laughs) deadlines and stuff, we're like, well, we might need a little help, but not enough necessarily to feel comfortable hiring i on full-time um, but yeah we got 1881 and that's that's like a big project that needs yeah. um, nurturing and love and care mm-hmm. um, so we hired the first full-time person well technically we hired our first full-time employee like by August
2: yeah we yeah. started with like independent contractors and then things kind of evolved from there
0: and so that yeah, we've brought them on full time now.
1: Yeah. And it's nice. done. filling up your space.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it's a scary moment to like I mean, I don't know how you felt, but I mean I feel very responsible for right. people. So just you yeah. know, making sure we felt like okay we're, we're taking these people on and wanting to make sure that we can nurture their career and their growth and like put their food on their table. Like we wanted to, you know, be really careful to yeah. do that at the right time. But
2: yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, as you know, it's like very different, like a partnership versus like a team. And I think very yeah, when that happened, we really had, to immediately think about like what is our culture like what is mm-hmm. the environment the work environment we want to create for people mm-hmm. that we're we're working with every day um so we're trying yeah. you know we're just sort of learning as we go uh, we've had to obviously like draw from different kinds of like experts or mentors we have like all the support outside of our office in a way you know we've got like cpa bookkeepers we have two different like coaches we have like hmm. a kind of like um, leadership coach and we also have like a business coach. Um we yeah, what else? I mean we we were
0: very um grateful and lucky for some of the mentors that we've had who have given of their time to mm-hmm. us purely because they want to see us succeed and um like we've had just a really like the leadership coach gave of her time to us. And I think mm. it was so invaluable to help make sure that we like had a good partnership. Cause we weren't like, you know, we grew up together. We yeah. know each other, right, we've exactly. we lines,
2: yes. but like helped us forge a really good partnership. And then, and also like what are the values that we share that we can like, how do we communicate those to our colleagues? Like what is, how does that translate into this? environment that we're creating and yeah. And yeah I mean it, it would be
0: yeah anybody who wants to do this if you can find that coach <laughs> that can be like even if it's just someone who's not maybe like certified but like who's you know it that person like it, it
2: was also just yeah the space to like talk about those yeah. things because like I think it also would have been yeah you get like caught up in the projects and it's hard to like stop and kind of be like,
1: okay, what's going on here? Like, yeah. <laughs> when, when you have a thousand things going on, it's, it's hard to s- stop and think about culture or about maybe your own yeah. relationships or, you know, and it's yeah. easy to let those things fester sometimes or, uh, yeah. Have you guys, have you guys figured out sort of like lanes or, or responsibilities or how you work together? You know, like my, my partner yeah. and I now, you know, it's just the two of us and we're kind of doing the same things. And you know, you kind of run into each other sometimes, but that idea of who does what and yeah,
2: we overlap this. Long and conversa- yeah. evolving conversations. I think we,
0: I think for us, the like the design part is the part that we both like, were like wanting to overlap on always. <laughs> so, but then there's the marketing and then there's the business like financial stuff. And we, um, I mean, we've been like hitting the pavement, like talking to people, like just, you know, talking to architects, talking to developers, talking to like someone said, oh, you should talk to this PR person we know. And we're like, we can't afford a PR person. Like just talk to her and just see what you can cull from her brain. And she says, you should, you The first thing I tell any new company is don't wait 10 years like I did to hire a business consultant to help you figure out how to make your business operate because you didn't go to school for that. Like we didn't go to school for business. Right. So she's like, just hire them to help you get it moving and get the systems in place.
2: I think, yeah, we recognize, we try to recognize like what our strengths are and then Find other people that can support us who do a better job at the things that we're not that good at or that we don't know you know that we'd have to research all day long to like right. figure out the answer to so that in a way like then we get to spend more time doing the thing that's like our core craft
1: yeah. and also
2: what we love doing yeah. why we went into this this business um, yeah.
1: It's, but it's always
2: hard like our shared yeah. lane as design and then i <laughs> i kind of do
0: like the business stuff and stacy does more of the marketing stuff
2: but on projects project to project we like take turns you know yeah. like one of us i one thing we've learned is that people like to know who's in charge or like who's um the primary contact so yeah. when when someone when we, we started we, and we're like both of
1: us you yeah. can call other, one of us. We're, it partners, doesn't matter. we're friends and yeah. sometimes
2: that's great you know like if one of us is busy the other person can like fluidly step in it actually it's great but then yeah sometimes people want to deal with one person and that makes sense too and so we do that like for each of our projects one of us is kind of like usually directing like the external team And so, like, more coordinating with the client, with the consultants, kind of running the project schedule. Then the other person, depending on the size of the project, is, like, more running the internal team. So, kind of, like, drawings and output, I guess, production.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about that sort of shared lane. Um, You know, it seems... Uh, I like, I like following your Instagram, like a lot of, a lot of great sort of concept images and, 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 and models. And then it seems like you guys have, you have fun, like a lot of kind of like field days and things like that, like getting out into nature. Talk about sort of your idea of the design of your design process, if you have that, or, or how you guys like to work.
0: Um, Yeah, our fieldwork Fridays probably started because it was just you and me. (laughs) We wanted to go outside and not be stuck in our houses with our children on Zoom calls. Um, But I mean, I think I think in talking about all the culture of what and our mission and our vision for how we want to, you know, tackle the kind of wicked challenges of landscape and community and all that, I think, you know, one of them is health and wellness and just going outside, walking, um, kind of getting our hands dirty are like important things to not only just kind of keep, keep our brains fresh, but like also just to kind of get us inspired and keep us engaged and, I mean, I'm sure you can relate, like we could spend all day, all night on our computers, sitting in a room. Um, But especially in landscape architecture, sometimes you just need to go out and do that walk and like, you know, like feel what kind of dirt it is or, you know, something just to kind of get yourself into a different headspace. I think
2: too, like, you know, it takes so many different types of people to do the work that we do to make these really complicated projects happen. And it's like an opportunity to have encounters outside of ourselves. Like, you know, you never know if you're at a site, you're going to run into like maybe the construction manager, someone working adjacent, like the conversations you might have, or like, I think in the future, we love the idea of, even meeting other experts, like maybe soil scientists, or you know, learning something about their processes, um, or an artist, like just to kind of like like inform our work in a different way, you know, like we rec- like we don't have all the information within ourselves, or even the only interpretation of a place. Um, so I think just getting outside like that is a reminder of. Yeah, like our connect- connectedness to like all these other inputs and ways of thinking and knowledge and yeah. But, yeah. so yeah, that's I think too, like there've been so many times where like you'll be designing like in your at your desk, which is where you do, right? And then you'll go to the site and you're like, whoa, oh my gosh, like this feels so different than I imagine. Like it's bigger, it's smaller or like we're working on this project in Castle Rock and we had all these like really cool ideas, but then we went there and you're you're on this like precipice and you're looking at the mountains like entirely, like the whole mountain range, but what's even crazier about it, you're actually looking at the sky. Hmm. like We're the, kind of set up like yeah. 30 feet
0: above the street below. Hmm. So it's
2: like this dramatic like cloudscape experience. Like the beautiful mountains are there, but like you're like in the sky cause you're really high up. So, just like going there, we were like, oh my gosh, like that's our concept. Like this is like all about the clouds and like the experience of the clouds and like learning about the clouds. So like we've taken that and like informed the design of this park, which formally like draws from kind of, you know, cloud shapes or cloud kind of, yeah, aesthetics, I guess, and color, but we're also doing this like really cool sign, like, you know, normally you go somewhere and you're like, it's this, the mountains and they're all labeled yeah. like all the peaks mm-hmm. and stuff. But this is actually like um, a really cool art piece of art, like a infographic with is like not too many words, but it's like just these drawings of like the different types of cloud formations that you find mm-hmm. here at the front range of, of the Rocky Mountains, like why they kind of form on the side of the mountains and then a little bit about like how things are changing because of climate change and some of those impacts so i
0: think yeah and we had gone to the site but it was like the revisiting of the site is like you have sometimes that moment where you're like oh yes i i don't know i think sometimes it's good to to go there and then do the like 10 quick sketches of like what are what are your ideas for this and then go back and say like because you can kind of get in your head right. or you can get in your computer about it Yeah. Or you could just go and probably make the decision a little faster than if you spent 10 hours toiling at your computer.
2: I think another just to like jump in about the design process question, like this is maybe not being in the field, but I think we do 3D modeling maybe like a little sooner than at least like other places I've worked. Um, like pretty much immediately. Like we're in Rhino or like modeling sites, even if it's like rough and kind of loose, just cause you know, these spaces, as you know, like architecture, I think integrates this a little bit better just because of the kind of tools and softwares you guys have. But I think we immediately are trying to like experience or design in three dimensions um, from the, the beginning. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and even like your your physical models that you've posted. You know, I don't see a lot of landscape. Yeah, I really love that
0: too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that 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 clay model. Uh, Diane, what's what's been a project that that you really feel like maybe you knocked it out of the park, or or that 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 all these ideas from grad school and from Civitas or wherever come and 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 it's like okay, that worked that worked well. That's what I believe our landscape architecture is at its best?
0: I mean, um, I think that the 1881 park is probably the like greatest synthesis of the things that are important to us, interesting to us, exciting for us. I mean, it's about food systems. It's about, you know, community health. It's about how you can honor the past, but, you know, think about a resilient future. Um, Yeah, I mean, that one just hits so many different angles for us. I mean, and also we have an amazing client who has um, been really supportive of us reaching out to, like, people all over the state, like culinary farmers, hydroponic experts, folks at the ag school at CSU, or folks who are working on the SPUR campus um, here in Denver um, and like really excited about us doing that kind of um, connective door-to-door research.
2: Yeah, I mean, that project is amazing. I mean, he's said it's a dream yeah, project.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah. the fact that you got that so early you know, it's, it's one thing to have to, to make ideas for your firm or, you know, to have these ideas and ideas of sort of design, but then normally you don't get a client that allows you to do that very quickly. And. Well, I um, think
2: what was unique about that was because it was a design they were selecting based on design. Um, yeah, like a newish emerging firm. If we were maybe just going on credentials, as you know, probably like it'd be really difficult to compete. Um, But because we were given the opportunity to show our ideas and our ability with graphics and things like that, um, I think it helped, obviously. Yeah, I mean,
0: we had the benefit. At Civitas, I worked on a project called Painted Prairie and so had fairly recently been through the permitting process at Aurora. And so they were aware that that is something we could do Hmm. and then yeah i think we showed them a really cool vision for what that place could be
1: yeah and then that idea of of bringing a lot of different people in is interesting (laughs) and and you know just your relationships within the design uh realm in general here what what's what's your what's your idea of community or, or what what is your community here how do you engage with others, or who do you engage with?
2: Um, that's a really good question. I mean, we've really loved your podcast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be your groupies, but I mean, seriously, I think there aren't a lot of venues for talking to other people or just kind of like learning about their work and yeah I mean there's been so many you've done so many cool interviews and they're just things like I would have never even thought about like hearing about Sushi Den and how they were like this challenge around the bamboo and how they're going to grow like just these cool Mm. stories that you're like whoa this is like Denver you know Um, so I think that's really cool that you're I mean what a commitment it is that you're doing this I think it's really amazing but yeah I think like from our own initiative just trying to like if we encounter someone we're interested in trying to have a conversation with them or and that like sometimes that leads to like working together like yeah. we had early like a year ago like took a walk with this artist that now is like one of our favorite people and like helps us sometimes you're not the only
0: one who Google stocks and Instagram
1: stocks people I love I love finding those other stalkers yeah uh it's 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 fun yeah
0: yeah I mean I think we are looking for people doing cool stuff around Mm -hmm. Colorado and you know we just we see someone that looks really cool, we're just like, hey, can we have have coffee coffee? or, um, I think, uh, we've, you know, just been trying to cultivate those relationships with as many people as we can, because, you know, it's a, we just like hearing from and talking to and learning about other people's journeys. Um, but be it, we just, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're collaborators, which is why we probably wanted to do a firm of two people rather than just one. Um, but there's also like a, I would say there's a really cool thing that I've noticed, at least since we started Super Bloom, where you get a little bit more of the like entrepreneur folks who are like, oh yeah, you guys started a thing, so did I, let's talk, how did that happen? How did that go,
2: tell me more.
1: What accounting program do you use? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: a question. I know, I mean, I think we talk about this sometimes, like I think we have a dream that like someday we could host like dinners or like a big dinner, like a long table and just like invite lots of different people and like, have conversations with them and... Yeah. I mean, at USC, yeah, I, I studied film, but, like,
0: at the end of the day, I think we're both, like, really into a wide range of, of knowledge, sort of, like, dare I say, renaissance people. But, you know, I think that we love talking to people of all different kinds of interests, and so I think we've just been trying to cultivate those networks everywhere. Yeah.
2: And this when is like I, a pretty exciting time for Denver too. Like there's just so much growth happening um, and people trying different things and creating really interesting spaces.
1: Yeah. And new people coming in and yeah, a lot what of, is. a lot of life. I mean, I think it's interesting, you know, the idea before talking about sort of collecting mentors and, and I love that, you know, and, and you, that helps of course, when you're both doing that and you're bringing more people in, but then, you know, you're, you're probably Definitely already at that point where then people are trying to collect you as a mentor, you know, younger people <laughs> reaching out and sort of being on being on both sides of that. Um, and I mean, and and being, you know, a fully woman owned uh, office and all, all women in the company. Right. I mean, it, pretty yeah. unique in that sense and, and have to get uh, a lot of uh, people yeah, looking up to you or asking advice or, you know, coming to you.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we love doing that, and people do reach out, and like I think it's exciting because it's yeah. like an opportunity to return the favor. Yeah, I mean, so so many people, not just like for our business, but I think for each of us through our careers, have um, been very supportive and just talked to us at different points, and so it's I'm like I think we're always really excited when somebody like we have that opportunity yeah. to to give back in that way.
0: I think. Well, one thing that I've been so surprised about, I don't know why, but is just the pass it on mentality. I mean, literally like the collecting mentors thing. I I wasn't anticipating how generous people would be with their time Mm -hmm. for us to ask questions about how did you start your business? What challenges did you run into? What would you recommend Mm -hmm. like we look out for or I mean, we had many people be very, very generous with their time Mm -hmm. talking to us. Um, like across the country even mm-hmm. like from from um, my former bosses in Boston to like, like agency, yeah agency Gina Ford
2: prehensile to um,
0: unknown studio in Baltimore I mean it was just like read uh, Gary Hildebrand, Gary Hildebrand. Mm-hmm. I mean lots of folks who are just like want it's it's nice to know that it's not. Um A field where everyone has to feel like they're in competition is like we want more good design everywhere yeah. so right. lift everyone up.
1: yeah and and like you're saying, all these different skill sets or, or whatever you know they come together to yeah raise all ships um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know it was fun it was fun meeting both of you at at c u you know and just in that way of of. You know, we we normally for reviewers, it's always architects, and you get kind of a certain point of view. And then having you mm-hmm. both in uh, to to look at the projects, and you know, it's funny. Uh, Stacy was in for for mid crits, and and I talked mm-hmm. to her, and oh yeah, I I have uh, super bloom, and oh cool. And then then actually, I, I came
2: back and told Diane. I was like, I met this guy, and he was like, he'd heard of us, and I was like,
1: totally <laughs> shocked. I was
2: like, how is that even possible? And that then- is,
1: yeah, that is funny because yeah, because I, I definitely I'd seen your Instagram and like I said that yeah, I, I, big stalker and uh, uh, good work and and I was, oh I just I just saw that and um, but then it was funny because then then the next review uh, when Diane came in and uh, oh yeah I'm I'm I work at or I'm at Super Bloom and I and I said oh. What I say, I said like, "Oh, you're with Super Bloom," and you and you said, "No, I am Super Bloom." And I was like, "Well, I thought I I thought I met somebody else who was Super Bloom, but uh, some maybe you didn't say it quite like that." But okay, but, yeah. but it was fun. No, no, no. But, uh, it, but anyway, the point of that story was just it was it was fun to to meet both of you there and then to to stay in contact and um, yeah, it's it's great to see yeah just the sort of quality of work and and. Um, uh, design process that I, that I think you guys put out there and, and cultivate these environments. And, um, yeah, I look forward to hopefully working together and seeing what you guys do in the future. Thanks for coming on.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. It's
1: fun to, to chat with you too. Cool. Thanks guys. You can visit architecting.com, that's architect-ing.com to see images from this week's guest.
2: And please rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week and keep connecting.
1: Okay, time out. So that was the interview part. Was interview. Okay. I should, I should tell people this beforehand. Cause it's always this awkward thing where I'm like ending it. I try to end it kind of around an hour and then everybody's like, Oh, Oh, well, goodbye. <laughs> but I used to, I used to really hit like end. And then I would call the person afterwards and then we'd have better conversation after that than, oh, the, okay. the, than, the, than the interview normally. Cause you're like more relaxed, but, and, but I never had it recorded. So now I just like pretend like it's over and now we, <laughs> we talk about whatever. And then if something makes it on the podcast. Okay. But, okay. But, um, but, uh, yeah. So this is the blooper reel. Is that what This I'm is hearing? the blooper reel. Yeah. So go, okay. go wild. Yeah. This is, uh, Should
2: but, I grab beer? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, one thing we noticed, do you ask people often like who their influences are mm. and like, or who their. Yeah, professor the influence. I'm kind of curious, like, about that question. Who no,
1: why, why are you, like, you yeah, like who are your influences? Mm. That's a good question. I you know, I um I think like you, you know, I really uh yeah, strove for for mentors and I had in undergrad I had like uh three really strong um uh, mentors that that really moulded me. Um these guys from Kansas State, but uh, yeah, L- Larry Brown and, uh, Vladimir Krstic and, um, Ray Streeter. Um, but people that really kind of set me down a, a path and I've, I've kept up with, and I, and I worked, uh, for, for Larry Brown as well for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but then going to grad school, the, our, um, it was a, like, it was based on like advanced studios. And so you really, people came in and, and you, and you really kind of learned with one person for a semester. And so, one of them and reason, one of the reasons I came to Yale was for, um, Dan Wood. Uh, he, he worked at work. He, he has work AC, um, oh, really? out of New York and, but he worked with, uh, he was a partner at OME for a long time. And Ooh. and so I was really interested in, in their work. And that's actually, we went to, uh, to Gabon with him
2: and, oh, and, cool. and sort
1: of, um, worked on our, on projects down there. Um, and so I think he he influenced me in one way. Uh, I I had Peter Eisenman for a semester and uh, wow. a really a really gruff uh, influence. Um, but I think uh, it was it was a really interesting experience of like architecture for architecture's sh- sake, like this pure architecture mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that um, has really influenced me. And then um, the last professor was uh, Tatiana Bilbao um, mm, from Mexico sure. City, and and so. And that was a, a really amazing experience the last um, sort of semester of grad school. And, and I then went with my wife and we worked, worked for her after. Um, wow. And, and amazing. I, she, Your wife she, is also an architect? She's also an architect. Yeah. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: she, she's just uh, sort of my, my, my biggest mentor, the person I look up to most, I think in her way, I don't know if you know her work too much, but her way of, yeah, she's really, definitely. you know, integrated with the art world. Um, but also, uh, you know, uh, really urban thinking and, and, uh, and attainable housing and, and just, uh, mm-hmm. sort of low and high and how she mixes those two mm-hmm. things. Um, that's
2: amazing.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, sorry, now I have like all these questions for you, <laughs> but Um, I mean, we're landscape architects and you're an architect. You usually interview architects. Um, like, what do you think about, like, is there a difference between the way landscape architects practice and architects or do you think like design is kind of more integrated?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I think that, you know, I don't know if you heard the, the interview with uh with laurel and with uh, mm-hmm. yeah the um
2: ransom. ransom
1: how can i forget ransom beagle's name um, yeah. but, but you know obviously there's a sort of a public understanding of what landscape architecture is right of here's a tree here's a tree or whatever um but just the
0: what is that the public understanding That's what everybody
1: tells me they say oh landscape architecture here's a tree here's a tree <laughs> No no, 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 uh, but, but I think, you know, uh, the, just that idea of, of crafting space and, and narratives, uh, in both architecture and landscape, uh, I think is, is really similar and, um, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm maybe I'm more bitter cause I, cause I tried to go to Harvard for the urban design degree and I didn't get in, but so yeah. I almost w- went into kind of urban, urban design, um uh, just, just because I'm more interested in that kind of larger s- scale of yeah. shaping space, um, which obviously a lot of overlap there. Um, you know, I think that the, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about the differences or similarities, but the one thing that, that Laurel brought up that was interesting was just the sort of, um, the timeline of architecture versus mm-hmm. landscape, you know, uh, architecture mm-hmm. you have as kind of finished building and finished product uh that that ages mm-hmm. but like your your design you know grows over time and changes yeah. and you're thinking about the sort of phasing of it and, and how how that works. Um like day one is usually not the best day right. for the landscape photo. Right.
2: Yeah, no it's true. They're living environments and light matter.
1: What do you think about that? I mean especially married to an architect the the similarities and differences between sort of design process or outcome or
2: i don't know yeah i mean maybe it's also very individual kind of like depends on the person but i mean i think diane and i also like when we look at a project try to think about like what's needed here you know like not necessarily is it landscape or architecture like you know starting like from that view of like, what's the design's opportunity, you know, broadly like, and sometimes maybe, you know, it is architecture, sometimes it's landscape, sometimes it's somewhere in between. I think, um, I mean, we like our discipline, but I think it's also nice to feel comfortable moving with and kind of between so that you're really just like thinking holistically, you know, because If you're just like sticking to your narrow, like, okay, this is what's in the scope of what I'm supposed to do. Like maybe you're missing an opportunity. I was
0: going to say, I feel like it depends on the architect. um, Because some architects are really kind of like projective. Like they want to find like either they're, they're, they're given land or they're given a program or something. And they're like supposed to like make a nature center or, um, make a high-rise condo or whatever. Whereas landscape architects, I think, are frequently tasked with what do we do at this place? We don't know what to do at this place. And like Stacy said, it's like, it could be, you know, based on the need of the community. I mean, this is sort of like an urban design question
2: mm-hmm.
0: is, you know, what does the community have? Like you kind of have to
2: like scale out. and like the system of it maybe.
0: Yeah. Whereas, you know, I think arch- some architects do like to um, work in that realm, but some are, like I've definitely worked with architects who are like, no, but what's the program? Like what's the mm-hmm. program? Mm-hmm. How big is it? What is, what's the square footage of this program?
2: One thing i really like about the architectural process that i think landscape architects could really bring in more is the materiality element i think there's i mean for obvious reasons maybe it's like the questions of choicing like choice in materials like where they come from like how they're crafted and the fabricate like all the detail of that material and like that as like a driver from the beginning, I think it's really successful in a lot of architects' practices.
1: Mm.
2: I think we try to also like bring in. Yeah.
0: I feel like there's a lot more product manufacturers who are trying to do innovative things with architectural materials. And it's, it's like trying to find more like-minded folks who are who will do things in, in an exterior
1: environment. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, that idea of zooming out from a large scale and thinking about placemaking, but then you like automatically have to zoom in really, really quickly to those things, those little things that make that environment too. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that's, yeah, it goes to sort of the materials or <clears throat> what, what that is. Um, Hmm um let's see any other questions we didn't get to that you had you had some great answers to some good good stories or worst worst day ever best day ever
0: oh the best day ever was hands down the day terry moto started following us on
1: instagram
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think everybody i know is like look your favorite people started <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome be like yeah uh, like they, they clicked the the heart button on this one. They, it was them. Yeah.
2: And now they like like our post sometimes. They're like, Ooh, okay. Oh yeah! Like Stacy at one
0: time was like, "Do you want to work here or do you want to work at Moto? You bring them up all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to work at a place that Terry Moto likes. That's what. It, yeah, you got it both. But, but it is interesting that idea that you know you can kind of uh, you, you you know you do some uh, like not hero worship but sort of right uh, you put people on pedestals and but then having that approach of yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to reach out to everybody and anybody, you know, for mentors. And it's rare that people turn you flat down, you know, and, and, and yeah. people who you think aren't approachable turn out to like your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, have you? how about you? Like when you ask people to do the podcast, do you, I mean, it seems like I would imagine most people say yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, lately I'd say in the beginning, you know, I had sort of my group of people, uh, like mm-hmm. my friend, the, the people I knew, uh, that I was able to reach out to. And then there was sort of ones that were a harder reach. And I would say in the beginning, yeah, I was like 50% just never returned emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, uh, yeah, I get a lot of people reaching out and like kind of booked, booked longer out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little easier. Uh, uh, yeah. But the benefits of that.
0: Yeah. What is the I forgive me, I haven't listened to all of your podcasts, but what is the <laughs> That'd like be a lot. this is the craziest, most wild one that you should you should definitely listen to. Hmm. Like I was I was surprised by what people whoever it was said.
1: You know, the, I think the, the, the wildest one and definitely the longest one was, uh, Paul Anderson. Uh, I don't know if you've, he's, he's a, he's a friend and a really interesting guy. And, uh, he, he thinks very differently. And, and so he was, you know, I kind of have this like set kind of, rhythm or, or story that I kind of try to stick with and he was like way off of it from the very beginning and <laughs> and like uh he like texted me five minutes before the, the our interview started and he said I think we should talk about our our five favorite Colorado buildings <laughs> and, and I was like well I have to think about that for like an hour not five minutes uh, uh before and, uh, and then that went down a real like rabbit hole for a while. Uh, and it, and it kind of just kept going back to like, what is, what is good architecture or what is good design, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I, it's such a ephemeral, uh, thing that we go to and, uh, you can yeah. take it kind of a, down a moralistic road or, a or more, you know, qual- qualitative maybe. But, uh, mm-hmm. so that was, but I think it was like, Pushing two hours almost something like that wow, wow.
2: that's crazy yeah. I really yeah. liked your interview with Rick summerfield, mm. Rick summerfield. Mm-hmm. i mean i don't I didn't know that much about him, just a little bit about like Colorado Building workshop and admiring them from afar, like the work, but yeah it was just interesting. I didn't realize he had such a like connection to architecture that went way back yeah
1: about yeah he's. He's great, I mean he, you know and then in the in the project you guys came to review, you know he he was coordinating that project and and those those projects that nature center you know so integrated into the design and uh, into the landscape, I mean, and uh, you know uh, that was a fun project with just
2: yeah. great models Did you know that I had and, had before:
1: I did not, nope <clears throat> okay no she's amazing. she's amazing yeah, she's awesome.
2: Yeah, I also, I mean, I love, I don't know how you guys format your other studios, but I loved the way you guys formatted that because at least when I saw it, it was like really specific. Like it was like one image or two images and like a model. And I just thought it was really great. Like this idea that you're, you're not like investing in the chaos of like creating all this extra stuff. You're just like really invested in creating a really good design and, representing it like really like in one image like express this project you know um it's like I think it just like gives you the opportunity to really like think about the design rather than think
1: about all the like yeah
0: that's probably an exercise in editing
2: right
1: yeah well and that and and Stacey that project that you came for was was interesting because it was a like quick warm-up design exercise and so it was kind of supposed to be like a competition where they had Mm, only like four weeks and so that was you know kind of getting back to this idea of storytelling or just telling an idea yeah it's nice you picked up on that like they didn't have much time get to that idea make two good images Mm -hmm. and and move Mm -hmm. forward but uh and diane because you came for the final i think was that right or
0: i came for a mid review but i was only able to come for like an hour Mm -hmm. so i think a couple and then I came for
1: the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that was a little more, um, thought out or like larger project, but it's st- it still is nice, right. When you can just focus on this little project in school and don't have to worry about <laughs> the politics of it or, or whatever, or you really yeah. just focus on the politics or whatever, but you're able to focus and yeah. you know, do what you want. Um,
2: yeah, it's really such a good practice. I mean, I don't know if like all students, like are able to embrace that as much as they should but like I think learning that like you're making your own decisions and like really trying to stand up for what decisions you're making or like what your design is it's like I mean graduate school is just so good for that
1: right yeah it's so so like when you get in the outside world it's like you're just constantly being
2: influenced by everything
1: yeah and to be able to let yourself be influenced but then still have a strong approach and not be kind of blown around in the wind and and Mm -hmm. say this is what it's about and this is why we're the best for it and yeah don't get rid of our 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 cloud art
2: (laughs) we need that cloud art (laughs) yeah yes
1: yes that's awesome yeah i mean i i i am just so impressed with you guys how how fast you're growing no. i think that uh-huh. idea of uh of sort of bringing in business coaches and things like it's always like you know eh, that's gonna cost that much money is it is that worth it or is this worth it or mm-hmm. yeah which, which really you know which things you outsource and don't and um but it seems yeah. like you guys are figuring it out well i mean yeah kind of like, <laughs> like, yeah
0: yeah Unlike if Civitas was doing it, it, you know, you're like, okay, whatever they want to do with their money. And you're like, okay, it's directly affecting us. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, I think we, it's like by articulating, it's like the intention, you know, like by taking the time to set that intention, it's helping us be really clear about the work we want to do. And so I think partially that's, You know attracting or bringing these connections with clients that have Mm -hmm. projects that are aligned with like our wheelhouse and interests and passions you know
0: i do think like there is an amount as far as like hiring out people or like farming out for help like there is an amount of like okay how much of this can I do? If I can do it, how long is it gonna take me? Mm-hmm. And do I have that time or would I be able to like sustain my livelihood better if I actually was doing the design work and someone spent a few hours of their time doing that thing that they're really good at that, you know, we, we, can, do, we can probably do. I mean, we're right hustlers and all but
1: you know, how many hours, how many hours of reading on the internet? Yeah. Yeah. My billable rate over here versus my, yeah. (laughs) Over here. Um, yeah. yeah. And then it's it's just about like finding those people too. Yeah. Well,
0: the business advisor one, we, we got through, um, Stacey met someone who said, you should talk to this PR lady. We talked to this PR lady and she's like, I don't think you can afford me, but you know who you should really talk to is this business advisor. She's very reasonable, but she like tripled my income or like our, our um, revenue in one year Hmm. from the previous year. And, and that definitely, we were like, really? Okay.
1: (laughs) So, so, so is it, is she setting up like, um, you know, like, okay, here's how you structure your company. Here's how you do taxes. Here's all that. Or is it more of like strategy? She's not really the
2: tax. She's not a tax yeah. guru. She, I mean, she, I'm sure she's. It's more like helping us like project our revenue and mm. what are our expenses? Like when, helping us make decisions about hiring. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, yeah, and, um, we
0: probably would have been slightly more trepidatious if she wasn't sitting there with like a year long
2: projection going like, no, you need
0: to hire them. You need to hire them
1: mm, now. Yeah. Hmm yeah
2: it's like she just it's like she already does all this it's like something she knows so we, we, for us we have to like start over if we are creating that kind of analysis yeah definitely
1: you know. well and, and yeah again it's just so hard to carve out that time you know Yeah. or, or you really do, do and then you don't get all the other stuff done that you Not exactly. uh, yeah. need to but okay cool can you send me <laughs> her contact after this <laughs> I was
2: gonna ask but you have to connect you yes please yeah. <laughs> Uh, well it's very impressive yeah like all the things you were doing i mean podcasts teaching teaching, practice who knows what else you're doing yeah maybe taking time in the mountains occasionally
1: yeah i you know i i was really people say that to me a lot and i'm i was really like falling apart like it's like i I was doing i was doing too much especially a few weeks ago and uh Yeah. I'm like, like breaking down. So I I have to make some, some changes and
2: yeah, you can't, you can't do yes. it
1: all, but it's hard to, hard to kind of choose that, but, but yeah, to get through it.
0: Yeah. Well, we should, um, when we have our big dinner,
1: yeah. if you want two more architects at the table yes
2: of course yeah you know
1: and um yeah i mean that this is the goal of like future of this is is to just have a lot more live events and like i've been thinking about sort of like like just even like happy hour or like happier but but more of like just have we have a little topic and we have a a a little bit of a panel and maybe it gets recorded maybe Mm -hmm. it doesn't but it's just like turns into this thing where we just kind of hang out and talk and yeah. cause I agree. There's yeah. just not enough of that, you know? And, um, yes. um, and, uh, yeah, so I definitely, you know, it's just another thing to like plan, make. you know, but
2: yeah. well, we have a studio manager. We can help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She
1: yeah help. I mean, just, they, she
2: loves
0: making parties. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Well, yeah, seriously. If you guys want to think about, um, What I'm really bad at is like I like hearing people's stories, but I'm really bad at like talking about a subject or like talking about like important things that are going on or stuff like that. But if if you guys have (laughs) an idea of something that you would think would be interesting to discuss with some people, you know, we could kind of come together and make it into an event and get – Modern Denver involved or whatever and um yeah.
2: climate change dinners. I mean we didn't have to say that yeah. in the interview, but that's actually kind of like how we like in addition to the camping. That's like, actually kind
0: of mostly how that's we kind of like how really, we bonded really bonded. And decided to do we this.
2: like really wanted to organize some like I don't know, conversations mm-hmm. with people in Denver and didn't really have the opportunity to do that so we were like maybe if we We start our own business we can do that yeah
1: yeah yeah Um, think think about it let's um yeah like I like I said I'm kind of like maxed out (laughs) mentally and and so if anybody else yeah um but uh yeah and yeah and and really thanks for reaching out to me like i i was planning yeah, to have great. you guys on but it was nice i always love when like people you know ask and and um yeah. and you know obviously it's it's architects but the goal is that it is to di- diversify a little more um mm-hmm. so
0: well was actually we just had coffee yesterday with the director of uli he's new hmm Oh She's yeah, really you awesome. We should talk, should
2: to, talk him. to him. We can connect you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, has, he like lived in Atlanta and he was doing all this amazing he, stuff in Atlanta. He worked for here. like eight years as a community planner, huh. and so he's got some like really interesting. He took he was like given a lot of responsibility to do some really crazy, like cool projects. But um, And then he worked at the Atlanta Belt yeah. which is a really cool um, greenway kind of through.
0: Atlanta, but yeah. And then moved out here just before the pandemic. And now he's the director of the ULI. Director of
1: UL- Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, if you, if you don't mind, uh, that'd be good. I, I, I wanna get more involved with ULI, uh, sort of diversify outside of architecture. We,
0: yeah, we just joined and we went to their I don't know. I don't know what the name of the conference was, but we were like, let's go
2: to the first conference. It was called like Future Trends and Development
0: in Mm. Colorado or something. And we really just wanted to meet people and see what what they were talking about. And yeah, he he was very um, charismatic Mm. and interesting. What was
2: really interesting about that conference, too, was that they were talking about climate change. Like it was like I think that surprised me because I guess I think of maybe people in the development world being less embracing of that perhaps, or maybe resistant to planning for it. But like, no, it is like, it was like central in the conversation. Top of for yeah. sure.
1: Nice, good. Yeah, I wanna, I need to redo my membership there and then we can go to events. It's always more fun when you, the more people, you that know, those true. things, you know, uh, I, I don't expect you guys ever really like just stand in the corner with a drink, but you seem pretty outgoing, but, uh, it's sometimes it's hard. The box lunch. The yeah. box lunch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is fun. Oh,
2: wow. so nice to Yeah. Chat? I, it's just, to it, to I just
1: love these things. It's like, w- when do you just <laughs> sit down and hear somebody's life story for an hour and 40 minutes, you know, like, or you guys tell, when's the last time you told your life story? You know it yeah. it's it's a lot of fun uh, <laughs> just to yeah especially with people like you who are like uh so interested in engaging with people uh it, it makes a lot of fun so thanks awesome.
2: oh, well, yeah thanks yeah, to do this and yeah great questions and yeah,
1: thank you it's cool now now next we just need to do a project together let's get let's get something cool. Uh,
2: let's, do let's do it or make one up if we let's can make,
1: yeah. <laughs> definitely, so. well, all, uh, right, all right. Have well, well, yeah. Cool. Have a good weekend cool. and, and think about, yeah, yeah keep thinking about uh, some kind of an event if, if you would want to. So. Would, I
2: would say be a hundred percent into that. Just like, yeah. Let us know when or how or what, like. Okay. We can
0: yeah. yeah we, we can definitely good help, good help make it too?
1: happen. Well, let's, let's just think about it for a little bit and then, uh, uh, yeah, let's check in together in a few weeks and um, see if any ideas have come up. So,
2: Okay. Yeah. Sounds good.
1: Uh, Sounds
2: great. Cool. See you guys.
1: Right, Bye. You. Bye. 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 Thanks again.
0: Podcasts.